0: This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you, or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. It's a story that unfolded in 1986. It came at a time of extreme violence and political uncertainty. And yet it offered a glimpse of the compassion and excellence South Africa was capable of. The separation of conjoined twins Mpoh and Mponyana made global names of them and the gifted medical team at the then Paraguanath Hospital. We wondered, whatever happened to them? Claire Mawisa finds out. It's 1986 and South Africa is in a state of emergency. There is violence and bloodshed on the streets. It will be another four years before the unbanning of liberation movements and the release of Nelson Mandela. But in Clarksdorp, in the northwest, the birth of a set of twins has everyone buzzing. The newborns are conjoined at the head and were a rare sight for many South Africans. Their story dominated the news cycle in South Africa for months. They captured our hearts and captivated an entire nation. The story of iconic twins, Mpo and Ponyana Mattivela. With daily updates in newspapers, television and radio stations, their story was a welcomed distraction from the violence and chaos in the country. Almost two years after their historic birth, a team of highly trained medical specialists gathered at the then Baragwanath Hospital in Gauteng for a groundbreaking surgery to separate Mpo and Ponyana for the first time in their lives. In the
1: morning at 5am, on the way to the operation, we were praying before they got inside the
0: theatre. The operation was the first of its kind in South Africa, and 34 years since the twins were separated, we wanted to catch up with the Matibela family and the medical team that made history. After weeks of research, our search led us to Clarksdorp, where Npo and Ponyana were born on the 9th of December 1986 and where their mother, Sophie Matibela, still lives.
1: I was scared when I
0: saw them for the first time,
1: but I told myself that even if I was scared, there was no way around it. They are my
0: children. There is nothing I can do. They are my children. Mm. Sharing a sagittal sinus, a major vein that drains blood from the brain, a section of the skull, and a large amount of brain tissue, specialists didn't give the twins long to live.
1: I would pray and I would run out of prayer. Sometimes I would wake up in the morning. The sun would rise and set without me sleeping. It was difficult.
0: Her prayers were finally answered when a team of 40 of the best surgeons and nurses in the country assembled in Soweto to attempt this innovative but risky surgery.
1: I believed in the doctors and agreed to go ahead with the operation.
2: I was a young registrar in those days. It was a massive team. It had the neurosurgeons, four consultants and the boss, Professor Lipschitz. It had plastic surgeons. The most important were the anaesthetists. There were three or four anaesthetists because once the kids had been separated, the two cribs had to be rolled apart and each kid had to be worked on at the same time.
0: Dr. Percy Miller is one of the last remaining members of that team.
2: The the main draining vein from the brain is common to both twins. So one draining vein runs between both heads. Now if that vein gets damaged or disturbed, then that brain swells because there's nowhere for the blood to go, and that child is going to be very badly damaged or die. So you have to work out a way to split the vein in two so that each kid gets a bit of vein drainage. That's very complex, technically.
0: A complex operation that had many South Africans on the edge of their seats. Doctor, the whole country
2: was waiting with bated breath. There was so much media attention. It it made everything much more tense. Uh, There were so many reporters outside And by the time we came out about 5.36, it had doubled.
0: As a young SABC News TV reporter, Karin van der Merwe broke the story to a deeply divided nation. This was 1988,
1: and we were so far away from the new South Africa, but Npon united South Africans because for once, people black and white cared about the same two little children. And it was
2: just amazing.
0: After 10 gruelling hours, Mpo and Ponyana were separated.
2: They were all on ventilators and tubes and things, but they looked good. Mm. So by the next morning we could say, okay, it's actually looks like it's winning.
0: While the operation had been successful, complications are always a risk And tragically, a year after the procedure, Mponyana died of pneumonia. The weak one was
1: Mponyana. Mponyana was alright. She was able to walk. Mponyana could sit at a table and eat. She could take herself to the toilet. She could bathe herself, but she was slow.
0: Mpoh went on to live to the age of 35. While still tragically short, it was a relatively full life for someone who had once faced seemingly insurmountable odds. Mpoh was sick for a short time.
1: She would tell me her legs are painful. She told me that her legs aren't moving.
2: On Saturday,
1: it got worse. She couldn't get off the
0: bed. Her death was especially devastating for her older sister, Gidi Saleze Matibela Mukhobi.
1: She had love, and she liked praying, and at night she would pray for me. Did it break your heart? A lot.
0: Mpoh and I were close a lot. Still coming to terms with Mpoh's death, the Matibela family say they are grateful to the medical team that changed their lives. Carte Blanche invited both Sophie and Dr. Miller back to Bara for a reunion that is 35 years in the making. We thought we should... Just remind South Africa about the importance of the story and the incredible medical professionals that yeah. did it. But we went a step further, Doc. Mpoh, Mpoh- and mother is here. So hey, Mpoh- you look Mpoh-Nyana. the
2: same. What do you do. <laughs> what <laughs> a long young. story. It's a long yeah. story. <laughs> it was in Ward 7. Yeah, ward, ward 7. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a little room at the side. I remember were feeding the kids. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. That's
0: uh, a life you changed. Yeah life has changed. history. To change. yes, history. Yeah. history that began with two special girls, a medical team capable of miracles, and a country yearning for hope. Yet another South African story that managed to bridge the divide and bring South Africans and the world together in hope. Do you have a Carte Blanche story you'd like us to follow up on? Send us your suggestions on the Carte Blanche tip us off page. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you don't miss a single episode. In the meantime, why not rate and review us? We love getting your feedback.